Hello and welcome to From the Grandstands. I'm your host Potterman. As always, I'm joined by uh, Torben and Adli, and we are here uh, this week. We were not here uh, previous week, unfortunately, but we are here now to talk about uh, Barcelona preseason testing. And well, we watched it uh, through these uh, two weeks, and we got some data to share. We got some insights and our impressions uh, to share with you. So, uh, what would be a good uh, point to start this uh, with? I think... Hmm. Oh, sorry to cut in there. I think uh, from my... Uh, I'm in server, uh, Discord server, uh, all about F1, and I always think about people comparing times, but there's always a concern about who, if they're sandbagging or they're doing their glory runs, but of course, the also the new tire system, because lots of people uh, I've seen are confused between C1 and C5, like, throughout testing. I like, I see them the most, like, is C5 the hardest? No, it's the uh, softest. No, is C1 the hardest? No, yeah, it is the hardest. So it's, it can be a bit confusing there. Uh, yeah, but I think that uh, Pirelli said that it is a one-off and it will be back to normal uh, after the the testing. So then we will just see that uh, three compounds, uh, the soft, medium and the, the hard. And then I think they will release uh, the compounds like C1 to uh, C5 so that uh, diehard fans can also tell uh, which tire is the fastest from them all and, and something like that. But yeah, I was I was confused as well uh, till I saw image that was uh, clarifying this also. I mean, uh, this whole tires thing right now is just confusing. Like, they had the names and different colors and now they are going to just three colors and three names and for me, it's just more confusing than it was already, but we'll see about that. Mm, yeah, it's very different to what we have had before. And it was um, done to simplify um, the tires, but for me, it just went the complete opposite and it just confuses me even more because it's not hard for casual fans to understand that a hypersoft is um, softer than a supersoft or something. Um, yeah, it. I really didn't know which tire they fitted um, when I watched um, the um, sheets on GP Today. And yeah, because they just have white, uh, yellow, and red. So I think it it would have been smarter to stick with the names. Yeah, exactly. And they did a uh, kind of funny thing on, on these tests as well, because, well, the tires were shiny, and they, uh, they told us that uh, it is not affecting performance, but it was weird when I first saw them. I was like, why? The tires are so shiny. Why? Why is that? Uh, and they just uh, waxed them. So I don't know. It's just 
difference in uh, in uh, look and it's just I don't know through the first uh, couple of hundred of meters because then it's just back to normal but I don't know they did that uh, Pirelli just does what they want to so we have nothing to, to really uh, discuss because they yeah. just are they do their own thing and it's really bad I think but I will now go into into details because I really don't like uh, Pirelli as a whole but that's just my opinion yeah I mean like uh, people always see times uh, like especially sometimes uh, when you're a more experienced uh, F1 fan you know that times somewhat sometimes doesn't matter when it terms uh, when it's in terms of uh, testing because you again like I said you're talking about uh, sandbagging you're talking about uh, tire differences but alongside uh, the, uh, these times you can see how uh, I want to like uh, let's pick Mercedes for example because they were mid-table compared to the to the midfield team they were mid table for the majority of week one they were doing 120s uh 119s closer to 118s and even in week two they were 120 118 it's not until uh it's not until the last days that were that they were immediately showing that hey we're here and we are ready to go uh for example well he's 116 to 21 hamilton only 3000 of a second 116 to 24 so uh looking at times is fairly irrelevant in terms of uh hype in some cases that is yeah and you know the whole track was uh, just full of rubber at the end of day eight so it is completely I mean, relevant. I mean, it's, uh, let's be glad that it's not uh, it's not snowing like like last year. Yeah, yeah, because last year was, you know, it, it, was, it was kind of fun to to see uh, the guys yeah, in yeah, snow, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, like they were like it was it was not a good uh, environment for testing last year, but. Uh, uh, today it's just amazing. Uh, sunny all year round. It's no precipitation at all. No rain. No wa uh, no water drop drops. So testing can go full order. If I, if uh, of course I said earlier, times are what we're comparing about. But when we're talking about times, I I'd like to talk about how Williams struggled even. Um, during the first days, they were 121s, 122, way below the um, the rest of the pack. And even then, in week two, they were still 118, uh, one second, like behind Sergio Perez, the nearest, like uh, at least zero point something. And it's like I have faith for them, but I am expecting them to be in the back of the pack again. 
Yeah, I also think so. Sorry for you, Daniel and Kubica, but um... well, I'm I'm not I'm not mad because uh, Williams will be last. I'm just mad because uh, Robert's chances are just yeah. way way lower. <laughs> if yeah, uh, to, to like... stay in the sport, if Williams is shit, so I mean, uh, considering this, do you think? Okay, no, no, no. This is from. A neutral standpoint. When testing and uh, when season's done, all in all, possible deaths, possible upgrades, maybe setbacks. Do you think the Kubica train will still be there or not? That will. It shows that right now the train still stands, but we don't know what will happen in Australia. Will he be like literally? Uh, slower or something so it's hard it's a bit hard when in terms of connecting drivers to how their times and how their craft especially when craft is a williams of course yeah but speaking of of his racecraft as a whole um you know i i was uh, listening to to the to, to to the reporters and then reports on uh, him uh, specifically and well, from I've seen when he was doing this long uh, test uh, races runs or just long runs in general, uh, the person who was standing, uh, it was I think through the first and the second corner, uh, the person who was standing uh, at that place, he said that he was just doing almost the same time over and over and over again and the breaking points uh, everything was like uh, surgery it was so precise but uh, again he was of course making slower laps he was uh, making that different oh. programs because Williams they lost four days in the first week of course and they lost another one uh, at least according to Kibica and Padilow because uh, they both said that uh, the car was degrading and in the day four it, it was just like because they, they had lack of, of spare parts uh, day four was just not not that useful at all uh, to anyone uh, it was not useful for the driver but it was not useful for the factory for the team and I don't know it's just they lost uh, they are very much behind. Uh, when I when I yeah. look at, at kilometers per team, it's they are just uh, it's it's sad uh, to see them be this way because they are literally the uh, two times less. They have two times less kilometers than uh, than Mercedes. Yeah, like uh, let's talk about how far, how how reliable even. I mean. Okay, we see some problems. We see some uh, uh, problems, of course. We see some damages, especially Gasly and Vettel's crash, of course. But yeah. if we're talking about weeks one and two, Mercedes, Mercedes were absolutely flexing. They did 1,189 laps within 5,535 uh, 5, kilometers. They're still reliable whatever you say they're still reliable compared to what ferrari is the closest they only 
this is shy away from a thousand lap with four thousand six hundred six hundred something kilometers so uh when you see reliability you see this little nuances of difference and when you talk about engines like ferrari overall got 2090 uh, uh laps within 12,000 kilometers of course ferrari has has an alfa romeo but mercedes 2394 uh of course that's williams and well williams and mercedes of course but considering as well they did yeah uh, least amount of like three yeah i bet if like okay so i'm not putting the blame on williams uh, but imagine if williams got it correctly they come from day one they come from they I, run I, laps I consistently right because it's, it's yeah so surreal because they have this yeah in, it in, was in almost real and it's still there yeah like imagine if they were doing everything at least right we can see mercedes at at least nearing or equaling ferrari's 2090 laps so i must mm. say they're neck and neck Renault is of course they're the uh mclaren and reynolds themselves 18,340 uh, 34 laps and then honda rbr and toro they're 17 uh, 1768 laps so pretty good really pretty good yeah reliability is always um yeah something to look out for in preseason testing but um yeah, Ferrari lost a lot of track time with the fuel problem for Gasly, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, Vettel's wheel rim came off, um, if I read that correctly. I, uh, I think yeah. something hit his rim. That's what I remember. Yeah. And well, the rim whatever, whatever the cause is, his rim failed and then they he just barreling straight to the tech pro barrier but Gasly's crash yeah. Ooh. yeah he was the only one to blame there he lost it like he went onto the grass and then spins so like I wouldn't call it rookie mistake because of course he's already in Toro Rosso but uh, imagine just little mistakes like that really hindering your test and after that Red Bull was done basically uh, after Gasly's crash they did laps it First happened, but that's it. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, there's uh, Merce okay. So Ferrari, we got Ferrari, Haas, and Alfa Romeo. Ferrari, of course, they were good. Really, they were post posting times. They were um, doing well, consistent, taking laps, uh, taking all the reliability, and then Haas, they've. I think they were their problems were mostly on week one when Grosjong and Magnussen stops uh, at certain times. But other than that, they were completely uh, going. And uh, Alfa Romeo, they I don't know. Like with Alfa Romeo, they were they were of course on top of the table. But other than that, it's literally like they were under the radar for most of the times. Yeah. Well, what 
I actually um, was surprised how did how good Renault did compared um, to the other Mitchell teams, um, because yeah, Haas had a lot of issues um, in the first week, especially. Yeah, William, continue their um, let's just say incompetent streak. Yeah, you know when. When Kibitza was asked... Oops, I shouldn't have said Williams. No, 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 no. just... <laughs> okay, I, I, will just, I will just add that. Um, it was that interview with, with him, and he was very... Um, I, I don't know, he was just talking straight how he was feeling, and uh, when when he was yeah, asked yeah, that... Yeah, that's, that's like... Yeah, he, he was asked that, you know, uh, what's good about that, you have... Uh, no, it was like uh, the, he was asked <laughs> that uh, uh, the, the car is on track and and what what's good about that, so what what can we, uh, he learn and, and things like that. He just replied that you know we have car on track and that's that <laughs> basically. And you know it it just shows that um, a bit sus plan. I give him that. Like he say it. The way that he wanted to say it, and yeah, he knows his stuff. I see from the articles. Yeah, I see it from the articles. I was not expecting, like, of course, as a driver, you want that, you want to at least cover for your team a bit. Say, oh, oh yeah, there's problems, but it's doing better. With Kavitsa, he literally say the way that it is, like you said earlier, like. Um, the parts they it's it was not a productive day. The parts were late. There were no chance of testing the new parts, and it's just like I will. I don't like. I kept thinking about Alonso and how he blasted McLaren for the entirety of the year, but with Kubica, there's a sincere, genuine feel about it. Like. He's the most experienced of the driver. He's been in and around the sport, of course, jumping in and out uh, between how many years. But the passion is there, and when you see the when like when you compare when Alonso's talking about the, well complaining about McLaren and Kubica criticizing uh, Williams, notice that I use uh, different words there because. Of course, Alonso was basically complaining. He was saying things on the radio, but with Kubica, like he cares for the team. Like he says this bad things to, because he cares. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm just wondering where Elm the generous um, was all the time because, um, yeah, he, did he even give interviews? I don't really know. Uh, well, he did. Uh, I, I was outside the outside the garage uh, after the tests and and so on, but uh, it wasn't uh, like the big uh, press thing. It was just more of like uh, some people just went there, asked questions, and he answered. So he's not very uh, media person. Uh, if if I may add this, he's not very much interested in uh, in being like Lewis Hamilton or, or someone like that. He's just there to do his job and do this the best uh, as he can. So I'm just wondering. We were talking about Alonso. 
Um, how do you think McLaren will do this year? Because for me, they showed um, a, a, a very improved pace, and I'm very surprised. Now we can fight. <laughs> nah, okay, don't. Uh, I don't no, know. Like, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, Alonso. Alonso was there. Yeah, Alonso was there. Yeah, Alonso was there. He was officially named the uh, ambassador for McLaren. Yeah. He will run some uh, outings in the current F1 car. And I don't know, like, it's not like I hate, like, I like uh, that's along. I, I like that Alonso's back. But I don't, I, I don't hate it either. I don't like it, and I don't hate it either. Like, if he want to do that, that's fine by me, but uh, I'm just interested in his quest on taking the golden uh, triple crown of Motorsport, and that's it. Yeah. Like with F1, like I like the, I, I like I respect Alonso. I get it. But but right now, all eyes on him on Indy 500, and even that, like people were. I don't know. Like people, you guys like. Uh, do you guys like around you, like around your F1 circle, like they were talking about Alonso coming back or not? Because in my F1 circle, they're like, "Oh, cool, Alonso's back," and that's it. And I think that's for the best, you know. Like Alonso has his hype moment in 2017, 2018, and I think we should keep it as that because I think that's for the better. Really. So my F1 circle was basically um, saying McLaren um, aren't closing the door for Alonso if they become competitive again and just want to keep him there so they have the media attraction and they have him for reserve if they need someone. Well, for me, it was uh, more of... Well, I must say, uh, signs really started to grow on me, on uh, uh, to, to grow on me on, uh, through this testing. Uh, when I was blasting that he's overrated and overhyped, I <laughs> totally mispronounced that. I meant that he was underrated all along. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I must say that he started to really impress me. And... I really hope that Alonso is doing this because of his goodwill and not that he's kind of making his way back to the F1, uh, maybe uh, costing Sainz a seat in the future or, well, Lando Norris or something like that, or someone like that, so well, I, I really, I, I'm just hoping that Alonso is not, uh, not that bad, but We'll see about that. But really yeah, I can't see him returning. Really no, I can't see him returning right now. And he's going to be, what, like 39 in 2020 or 2021? And I don't think <laughs> McLaren have the nerves <laughs> to put him in a car again because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah... Science is obviously doing a great job, and I expected that from him, um, because I think 
he's always been in the shadow of Max Verstappen. Um, um, I don't rate Verstappen as high as signs, but um, that's not um, the point right now. So, um, yeah, um, I think science is the right person to lead McLaren back to competitiveness and maybe even some race wins or podiums in a couple of years. Yeah, that's nice, really. Uh, yeah, but you know, <laughs> we have uh, back to this year, so everything <laughs> is possible. Hulkenberg, yeah. please. <laughs> Man, finally, I, I just... <laughs> yeah. oh, he, he's so good and so consistent, and I think that... Uh, uh, that pairing with Ricardo will show that Hulk, uh, how good Hulkenberg is. Uh, but I think he's better than most people think he is. Um, just look at 2018. Seven DNFs yeah. and Formula 1.5. Yeah, I also think that... Um, his pole in Brazil in 2010 or his race um, competitiveness in 2012 just showed um, glimpses of his talents. Obviously, he has now more way, ex way more experience than he did in 2010 or 2012. And I just expect him and Renault to get some podiums because another thing I took away from preseason testing is that Red Bull Honda does not seem to work right now, and that's what I expected. But um, they have good pace, so yeah. If, for example, Leclerc collects Bottas, Hamilton, and Vettel in the first corner in Australia, <laughs> who can work really get his podium? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> mm, yeah, like okay. So and and, and, uh, and said that uh, Leclerc is free to fight Vettel. Uh, in 2019. I don't know, so. no, no. Didn't like, didn't no, Ferrari no. say that all yeah. gains priority? Yeah, he, they did. Louis Camilleri yeah, said like, that. Yeah. And he's above Binotto, so, and I don't think that they will declare fight Vettel because I, yeah, I there's said no this before. At least not now. There's no point. The thing is, the thing is, if you're talking about Fatal and Kimi, uh, of course, Kimi is fine with it, but you know he's going to fight no matter what. But if you're talking about Vettel and Leclerc, Leclerc is basically a uh, rookie in the sense that uh, he's new. He's basically fresh blood to Ferrari. And Vettel's already basically, what, three, three four years in? And uh, the same with, uh, let's say, compare it with Verstappen and Gasly. Gasly new to Red Bull. Uh, Verstappen is fairly new, but with several wins, He's basically as experienced as what a senior driver on Red Bull should be. So, I don't know, like, I must say, like, slight disadvantage on Ferrari and, um, and on Ferrari and Red Bull because the young drivers, but, uh, like, I don't think they'll cause uh, they'll be uh, lagging behind, they'll definitely fighting forward, but when you're comparing about uh, to the rest of the uh, front runners like Velo, uh, Bottas, Hamilton, and Verstappen, uh, I don't know, they can be, they can get mixed up uh, in and around. And we're not even talking about Reynolds, who 
who is basically on top of the midfield uh, and if they can even reaching near the top step mm, i don't think that um ferrari is in a huge disadvantage um, yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying they're on a huge, they're on a slight disadvantage. Yeah, yeah I, I see where you're coming from, but um, I really expect Ferrari to call back Leclerc because um, I don't see them just implementing um, the order of um, fighting each other because they know 2019 and Vettel is their best shot. Leclerc's not gonna be in the title fight till Abu Dhabi because he's just not proven enough and not consistent enough so far. And if Ferrari just have a little bit of strategy left in them, they know that. And well, well I know that after 2018. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, it's just common sense for me to call Leclerc back in favor of Vettel because I just just wouldn't be smart and I'm saying this right now if Leclerc's gonna collect Vettel in turn one in Australia he just won't be at Ferrari in 2020 because I just can't see them keeping them keeping Leclerc first of all he just is too young he's basically um, I'm just searching for something to compare that. Um, I think we should compare that to Nando and Hamilton at 27. Um, because you see what happened. It basically a war er erupted and... Oh yeah. And Hamilton almost won in 2007, so... Yeah, so did that, Alonso. That's the rare yeah, that's the rare case when the youngster and the senior basically butt heads, but that's without any um, any orders. Uh, but we're talking about Ferrari, who who clearly saying that no, we're going with Vettel. Leclerc is still young; he'll have his time. So I don't know. It just wouldn't be smart to rush Leclerc in a number one point B role because I think even yeah, he it, says it, he it doesn't feel pressure. That, yeah, it. I. I don't know. Like if if they're rushing Leclerc, they might hurt themselves. Like, like I don't know. Like how would I say this? Like, if well, it it would not be wise because because getting, he has just potential. Yeah, yeah. He only has that at the we, moment. He has potential and. Uh, nothing to, to say. He, he does, does not have experience. Uh, he, he, he does have experience. Uh, but. He does have talent he, uh, he's and, only and potential, but not experience. Yeah. 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 Not have experience in F1. Of course, junior Formula A, that's a Formula I, that's another story. So. We, uh, like. Of course, we see drivers. Getting to the 18 fast, like Verstappen in 2016, and then actually, that's the only thing I remember. Like Verstappen in 2016 grabbing the win. Uh, I don't know, like, I think we can't. I don't know if 
we can compare it to Verstappen really because he blew it out of the water. Like when he got promoted, he literally blew it out of the water. And I don't know if Leclerc can replicate that uh, right now. Um, it hurts me a little bit to say that, but um, Vettel is just way more talented than a Ricardo. And no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. No, I, I don't know, but like, no, no, like. I don't know if there's a, a parameter on whether or not Vettel is good, better than Ricardo when the craft is literally different. But when we're comparing uh, the meteoric rise of each driver, like, okay, so Verstappen, he was in Harding, then he was in Junior Formula for one time, and then straight on to Toro Rosso. A year in Toro Rosso, then he goes to Red Bull in 2016. Then he just did a couple of wins and finish and podiums afterwards. Then we're talking about Leclerc. He won F like he did F3, and then he won Formula Two, uh, and then did sometime ended a year in Alfa Romeo Stauber got points, got some good finishes, but that's it. Like, uh, of course, he's better, like, in terms of how development goes, Leclerc is definitely has that edge of being F2 champions and whatnot, but when you have uh, Verstappen literally winning his first race in Red Bull, like, it's, it's a I wouldn't say a bad comparison, but literally uh, too much of a too much of a like a difference between them. It's for me. It's just a little bit of a stretch because um, yeah, yeah, sure, they're both Mercedes crashed out, and yeah, Ricardo had a puncture. Uh, Vettel, uh, Vettel, and Ricardo played ping pong on track, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> so I, it just wouldn't have happened it, yeah. if it would have gone yeah. normal. And I don't think that um, we have a second first step in there, because yeah, I don't think we don't have a second first step in there. Definitely not. Uh, who else? Gasly. Australia. Yeah. No. No. And so Gasly. Let's talk about Gasly because she's crash is really not, it's not helping him. Like I've seen some doubts about Gas. Like I've seen some doubters that uh, that is not confident in Gasly doing well in Red Bull this one year. Of them. Yeah, I like no. I I get that. Like I can see that. I can see the doubt. But I don't know. Like it's not like I have doubts. I have concerns. Like when you're talking about Verstappen, when you're. Uh, being compared to Verstappen, your teammate who is uh, maybe not that far off from you, but definitely more experienced than you, you can see where I'm getting it at, right? Like both youngsters, but one has more wins and experience over another. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that, and you know, I I think Gasly has potential. But I don't know if uh, if this move was uh, 
was was just uh, if, if if this move wasn't too quick, but it yeah, was. At, at the same time Ricardo just started it all and. I think like uh, the move were <laughs> oh, sorry. Like the move uh, were hasty. Like I don't know. Like I think they 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 were expecting Ricardo to leave sometime soon, of course. And between that, but the thing is, when your when your choice is between Gasly and Hartley. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when Hartley Definitely. underperforms than Gasly, you had to pick Gasly, even though next year you were bringing in your two ex-drivers again in Kvyat and Albon. So that's there's that. Well, they could have called a certain Spaniard, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like. <laughs> Signs were still technically in Red Bull, right? He was he was technically under loan. Um, so. I was talking about Nando. You oh. heard the rumor? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I know the rumors. I know the rumors. I know the rumors. But I don't but, think he will agree. No, I don't think he will agree. I don't know. Like like for Mercedes in twenty twenty. Not gonna yeah, happen. not gonna happen. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, do you think Bottas will stay? Like, uh, what? How how old is Hamilton right now? 30, 30 something. Hamilton is thirty something. Bottas is thirty something. I think Bottas is still sorry. Uh, twenty one. Uh, twenty one. Uh, twenty nine. I think yeah, like, he hasn't reached the thirties yet. Yeah, like Hamilton is basically old. Uh. Old in the sense that, well, he's Vettel's age. They were on the same uh, generation, and then Bottas, of course, he's younger, twenty-nine. Uh, but who's who's going out of Mercedes first? Is it Bottas, Bottas. or is it Hamilton? Oh wait, hang on. Yeah, Hamilton's like, contract expires twenty twenty. Um, so I think it's gonna be Hamil uh, Bottas. Like I, if like he, he here's the thing. Unless if, like, let's say, like, well. let's say Hamilton wins the championship this year. That's what five champ, a uh, six championship. How did we? How can we know if he's not doing a Rosberg? He's That's the cash. Hungry. Like he's trying yeah. hungry for wins. Yeah, yeah like, but at, I can see, like, I can see him in twenty twenty. Yeah, like I, I can see him in twenty twenty continuing, but. Let's say, yeah, I got six. I think that's enough. And suddenly he pulled a rust break. And, and you know, b because Hamilton says very often that uh, he's not uh, only interested in Formula One. And I will compare it again uh, to Kubica, who is just interested in racing. <laughs> he's just yeah, a like, racer. No, 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 like and, and Hamilton, you know, he said that he wants to maybe this do this like music like, career and something like that and yeah like you know that that he has other possibilities whereas yeah, like, I, I don't know for leclerc for kubica for uh, Sainz, alonso and every racer out there is just for the racing really yeah like 
when you're talking about the younger generation, of course they have still time, but uh, the new generation comes in and Vettel and Hamilton. Basically, the 2000 uh, early 2000 folks are now becoming old. Uh, Vettel and Hamilton, of course, Hulkenberg as well. Uh, if you want to put in, in that, so if either either Bottas or Hamilton goes out. Can you see Russell immediately jumping in, or do you see Ocon first jumping in? Well, honestly, I think it's going to be Vettel. It's going to be Vettel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because um, he's not going to stay at Ferrari. He's not. If he doesn't win the title this year, he's not going to stay. And uh, Vettel, he's, or Vettel is not going to stay. Um, he's going to run, let his contract run out, move to Mercedes, and oh yeah, when's when's Vettel con- con- Vettel's contract run out? Is it this year? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's this year. So no, it's twenty twenty. Like that, okay. Yeah. So, but, but I think, like, that, I think uh, that every driver has something that if he underperforms, yeah, then like, we can just uh-huh. blow away. But if Vettel doesn't move the Mercedes, then it's either Ocon or Russell. And I think Williams is having trouble trouble enough finding another driver. Uh, they that they couldn't let go of Russell so easily. So maybe Ocon, but I don't know. Hey, he's gonna replace. Borders and it's gonna for me if Hamilton does leave in 2020, it's gonna be either Vettel or Verstappen moving in. If Red Bull Honda is competitive, that he's gonna stay there. If yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah. And uh, you see, in 2020, um, Hamilton's gonna be 35 and turn 36 mid-season, I think. I don't know his birthday really. And Vettel is still a younger than him. He's Hamilton's thirty-four now, and Vettel is thirty-three. So he might be an option for one or two years, and I don't think he will go down that Alonso route and stay until he <laughs> bleeds out apparently and <laughs> races a McLaren. Yeah, and well. What comes after that? Uh, twenty twenty one will be another major difference, and uh, yeah, twenty twenty one is when the the spec literally changes. So I think I don't. I think like we cover everything already. Like when it terms on testing, like I don't have anything to add. No, mm, really, me testing was was. I think that was. Uh, uh, it went well for almost all the teams. Uh, yeah, almost all of the teams. Yeah, uh, I think we, we can all agree that Williams is shit right now. And. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, uh, in terms of times, we, we can't say anything, but I must say that Ferrari impressed me that they were making good times <laughs> till the beginning but at the same time the Mercedes everyone was sent back in and I think that even Ferrari when they did that uh, amazing runs and uh, Mercedes uh, topped that uh, almost topped that uh, time charts they were sent back in as well so really can't, yeah can't testing that. didn't say much this year except reliability 
isn't really a thing anymore <laughs> and Williams is going to be last like two seconds off the pace. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's really possible. Unless, it, I don't it, know, miracle happens, which is not going to happen. I'm just wondering uh, why are they keeping low? He's he's with with Claire Williams. He's going to be the first person I would sack, really, because I think he well, is well, so Claire fucking useless. Yeah, you know, Claire said that he's she's going to uh, either win with that team or just lose it all and end it with the team and retire with the team. And if Williams loses, then she is going to uh, be on the sinking ship with them. So. I don't know. Come on. You know, Claire is good when it comes to speaking. Okay. Uh, I give her that. He's really. She is really good uh, when it comes to sp giving that this motivational speeches and, you know, things like that. But. I think that someone else should uh, really manage that team. And it shows they have internal management crisis at the moment. In Williams, and it's still not solved, uh, despite what Paddy Lowe and and everyone else is saying. It is it is not good, you know. Just listen to uh, some poll, and uh, you know he will tell you that it is not great at the moment. It's not looking great, and you know it's it's really tough. If they are going to survive till twenty twenty one. That might be the chance, but otherwise, I think that it's not going to end well. Yeah, I think Williams is just a dead corpse at this point. Who got revived, um, buried again, dug out, um, killed, and <laughs> revived again? Because it's it's basically nothing. You, I mean, they're becoming HRT by this point, so there's no point. Um, of still continuing because they're not gonna catch up anytime soon. And Sack Low, Sack Williams, yeah, and just basically sail the team to a uh, Audi or something. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a shame, but they're the only ones who are to blame for that. It started with Straw, and yep, now they suffer because of yeah dumbness <laughs> <laughs> and money obviously but um i mean racing point or force india was able to to survive like four years or something without really money coming in really they missed testing um but they still managed to um surprise everyone but williams at this point it just doesn't look like toothpaste. It also has the error of uh, toothpaste, and it just—I—I I don't know what to say because I'm actually a bit sad. But um, I, I see that they are at fault, not the regulations or something, because they weren't OP uh, <laughs> like twenty years, maybe even thirty by now, and. Uh, it, it hurts to see them at the back, but um, it's their fault. So, yeah. Maybe it's changed for the better. I don't know. Maybe races with nine teams are going to be uh, better than, than ten. 
But the it it the seats are so tight at losing another team. I don't know. It would really hurt more than help because who should um, get onto the grid in the next two to three years? Porsche don't want to make an engine, so I doubt they will make a car. Um, yeah, all the big car brands are in there to some degree, except Toyota, <laughs> but I don't see them returning anytime soon. No, I, I don't think that's possible. But, you know, uh, you can see that throughout uh, 2018, when Racing Point was uh, sinking, FIA just did anything, and I mean they did anything to help that team, in some way, at least. Uh, they did. Yeah. But um, I that. think we should see what happens to Williams. Because right now, we can't judge. Um, we have it's to wait just till. Make or break for them this season. Um, I think they're already broken, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, should we wrap things up here now? Because yeah, I, I, I think I we th went through everything. Yeah, I think we are yeah, just over yeah, that 15-minute yeah, mark, so we should wrap these things up. And uh, I think that we will see each other next week, uh, when we will talk about well, anything that pops up uh, in this coming week. And, you know, in two weeks. Australia! <laughs> Fucking <Yes>. finally! <laughs> it's, it's so nice. It's so nice to be back. It is. So, uh, this was from the grandstands, I was uh, Potterman or Daniel, your host, I was joined by uh, Adli and Torben, as always, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.